Welcome to Conversations with Coley, where we have conversations about subjects we think about but often don't speak about. My name is Nicole Miller, and I'm the author of this book series, A Through Z, Guide to Raising a Good Human, a series I wrote to help in the communication process. Welcome back to Conversations with Coley. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Naomi Geidel, Life Purpose and Transition Coach. Welcome, Naomi. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for our talk. Yeah, me too. So first, we're going to do an icebreaker. It's the zombie apocalypse, and you have, you're under attack, but you have no weapons. What do you do to save yourself? Oh, <sighs> good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, what popped into my head was just friendly zombies. So I would maybe do a dance party to get them distracted um, and then try to sneak away or something, get them <laughs> occupied with something else. Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hang out with you during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> so tell everybody about yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm Naomi and currently I'm based in Bangkok, Thailand. Um, grew up in Colorado for the most part, but have lived, um, I also lived in Japan for a while and Indonesia for a while. So I have that international expat experience. Um, I have been a teacher for many years and I also um, have moved into like wellness situation, like, you know, helping people with physical fitness throughout the years. And now I'm also helping people with life purpose and transitions in life. I really like to work with creatives who have like ideas um, on their heart and mind, but then sometimes get confused with where to start or self-doubt mm -hmm. or confidence, those kind of things. And so I really like to help people um, bring those ideas to life through the support and encouragement that I know is my purpose. Um, I like to be an aunt to nine nieces and nephews, and I really enjoy adventure mm -hmm. and creativity. So that's what um, you can find me doing in my free time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you a product of divorce? Were your parents, did they have a lasting marriage or did they end up divorcing when you were younger? So my parents are still together. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're on 52 years together. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a few, I guess two summers ago, I got to go back and celebrate their 50th anniversary with them. So oh, yeah. nice. Nice. So tell us about your choice to be single. Um, that's an interesting question because it is, I guess, a choice, but it's also not a choice I like fully made myself. Like I mm -hmm. always thought and want to be in a committed relationship. Um, but that's just kind of hasn't worked out for me as far as like some people will say, well, you've been single so long. So are you picky? Are you right? You know? that kind of stuff. But I also feel like I've been discerning or maybe timing hasn't worked out. Um, I mean, I've liked people in the past and they haven't liked me back or, right. you know, when I talk to friends, they're like, well, he really liked you. And I was like, no, he didn't. So maybe just me not being aware, <laughs> you know, right. different things. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I feel like, you know, looking back and I'm 46, I'm not afraid to share that. Um, kind of just like looking back, like, yeah, how did I get to this space and place of living a single life? Um, right. I feel like for most of the times I have been content in my singleness, like, um, like it's always just been okay but I've also had the hope of being in a relationship and just hoping that a nice um, person would come about that would, you know, compliment where mm -hmm. I was going um, and be supportive of each other as we journeyed together. So yeah. Yeah. If I answer that. Yeah. Do you find that when you start dating someone that maybe they're not always as supportive because you're an outgoing person and you kind of like have that adventure mind do you think that that is a like a almost like a roadblock mm, I don't I don't 
think so. It's and it's not like I date a lot. Right. I don't. And so it's hard to say specifically because I don't have maybe that track record. Right. Um, But the people I have been with or try to start something with, it's. I don't know what it is, honestly, you know, I think it might just be like, I know in my thirties, I dated people that we weren't in the same location. And I know like building career and stuff is important in your thirties. And so maybe part of that situation was, oh, am I really, how much do I like this person to adjust my life? You know? Right. So kind of like some of those things of, am I ready for that big adjustment when I'm settled where I'm at, you know? Yeah. Um, And I, do I want to give up the community that I built or my job? And so I think those were some of the questions that those relationships had in their thirties. Yeah. I, and that's the thing too. I don't want to be with anybody that I want to stifle. Like I want them to do what they want to do and yeah, be supportive of that. And I would like the same as well. Exactly. And it's, I think now a days it's hard to find someone who what I know from my experience, when I get in a relationship, one person wants to be the stifler. Like you can't, you need to stay here and do, do this for me, 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 me. I can do what I want and don't say a word about it. That's been my experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to find someone who's al- going to allow you to grow and you allow them to grow together. So, right. you know, maybe that's, maybe that's a factor is it's hard to yeah. find people like that. Yeah. So why do you think we view choosing or being thoughtful before jumping into a marriage as a negative thing? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I think we are conditioned or programmed to think like we have to get married. I'm X amount age old. I need to get married. So why do you think that we as a society view choosing or being thoughtful before jumping into a marriage is a negative thing? I think, I mean, that's just the culture we live in, right? Partnered is elevated um, in all areas, even to our tax codes, right? (laughs) Yeah, and, and we're, I have always... questions on that because I I read up on this. This is like a huge thing, especially during the pandemic, is single shaming people. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's, a, it's like a whole thing, and it's even our own government in a way, or our insurance companies that give perks to people because they're married, but they don't give perks to people who choose or are single. Right. Right. Yeah, I think it's a society thing. And I grew up, you know, in the Christian community. So it's also preached there, like together is better. And I do see that. But then I also think it puts a unrealistic pressure on making that happen at all costs. And so Mm -hmm. people do get into relationship where they know it's not right, you know, but they'll stay in it just because they want to be part of the social framework, you know, like they want to be part of the social group and if you're not partnered you are excluded from a lot of those communities or a lot of those activities people don't know how to kind of include you in things as it's not like a third wheel I'm just another person you know right (laughs) I as I was reading this stuff I was seeing that like people were being not invited to things because they didn't have a partner yeah yeah it's fascinating to me because can't we just enjoy each other's company for who we are as a person and not like our social kind of relationship status or like, you know, and that even moves into parenting because that's elevated Mm -hmm. um, as something more than if you're not, Mm -hmm. um, which I also find interesting. So But this has been a lot of unpacking for me too, as the years have gone by, like, why do I want to be in a relationship? Why do I think it's beneficial? Um, What is wrong with being on your own? And I'm finding there's not. No, there's nothing. There's so many different ways. And if we look at, you know, relationships, not all of them last, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's even like, you can't tell me that marriage is better. (laughs) You know, there's still pain in it because of 
breakups and changes in those um, relationships. And so, I don't know, back to your point, like, why, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) No, you're good. Why do you think that we as a society view choosing or being thoughtful before jumping into a marriage is a negative thing? Yeah. And I, I don't know the answer to that. I think it just comes maybe from just history, right? Like mm-hmm. that is the norm. Um, we also are in a society that, you know, you want to procreate. And so that happens in a lot of relationships, not all the time, but a lot of times that's what um, they want it to be. And so, yeah. I don't, and I think some people question it because they maybe didn't choose wisely and they mm-hmm. know that, mm-hmm. you know, and so there might be some judgment that way. I don't know. I don't think there's like one answer or one or two answers. I think there's like a gamut depending on what perspective you're coming from. Right. And I mean, it can go either way. So there's people who choose to not marry or to be a little bit more choosy before jumping into such a big commitment. And then there's the people from back in the day who were in marriages for 60 plus years, their partner passes, and then the, out comes the truth. Well, I was miserable the whole time. And this, 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 I was really only with him because I had all these kids and he was willing to take care of them and I was suffering. So to me, I go, why would you want to live your life like that? We get one life. Mm-hmm. So that's how you chose to be. And then you want to look at me kind of sideways and weird because I'm not in a relationship. Yeah. You know what I I mean? For me, like what guides my life is I like peace, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. for me to enter into relationship, I want it to be peaceful. Um, And so that means choosing well, because Mm -hmm. I mean, just observe, you see how hard marriage is right? You Mm -hmm. see how hard raising children is. And so it's like, why wouldn't you go into that eyes wide open so that you can do your best at it? Mm -hmm. Um, Because it doesn't just affect you, you know? Yeah. You, the person you're with and everybody else in your family. So yeah. And and then if you choose to make children with them, that it affects them as well. It gives them a skewed view of what relationship is. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Do you feel pressured by well-meaning friends and family to date or find a date? Do people pressure you a bunch? Um, I think it's lessened as I've aged. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think people, you know, they want to be supportive and, you know, and I appreciate friends that set me up um, with people that they know because I I feel like that's how I've wanted to meet people is more like through other people because they know me, they know this other person, they can kind of see if that would be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know like people have said to me in the past, well, if you get married earlier, then it's just easier to grow together and you're not so set in your ways. I see that. (laughs) It's a very valid kind of argument. But I also do see the benefits of getting married older as well. So Mm -hmm. it's like, there's not just one way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, Because I can look at people that got married really young and be like, wow, you never got to experience like the independence of living on your own and the growth that comes from that. Mm -hmm. And you're not always dependent on somebody else, you know? So like, I think not one's not better than the other. It's just different. Right. Right. And I don't know why in today's world, it seems that people think their way is the way. And so they have a hard time seeing it from another perspective, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, because there are pros to marriage, but there are also pros to being single as well. Yeah. I mean, I would much rather be single than, like you said, be in an upheaval of a relationship or in constant strife I like peace as well (laughs) sometimes two people can't make that happen because their energies just don't mix right right and it yeah (laughs) (laughs) so share with us one of your worst experiences during dating oh I think it's just 
the, I guess the disappointment that comes from it, you know, like when you're dating, you're hopeful that something will come out of it. Mm -hmm. And so, especially as you get older and extinct, like singleness extends, I think it just becomes a little bit more frustrating as in a whole, like, I can't think of one specific thing. Um, I mean, I mean, I can think of one relationship that I thought it was going to be the one, but because, you know, communication wasn't there how I expected it to be or, um, yeah, like that pretty much <laughs> was what it boiled that's down to. That, that's disappointing, you know, cause you're like, but we have all these other things in common, um, but you're not leading the way with that communication. But then I also reflect on myself. It's like, but you weren't also asking for that as well. And so it's just like, that's a growth area for me throughout mm-hmm. the years is asking for what you need um, and working through that with somebody else. So I think those are some of the biggest disappointments because I'm not, I don't think personality wise, I'm like that so romantic, like, you know, it needs to be all these things. I'm more maybe practical of like, Mm. it's not always going to be butterflies and rainbows. It's going to be hard. And so you need to like, look at that day in and day out. Can you partner with somebody to make life go as smoothly as possible? Yeah. 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 I'm always a list maker when I'm in a relationship. Mm. Like if the good is outweighing the bad, we're good. But when once that (laughs) list starts going up on the wrong side, then Got to cut ties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ask a younger version of yourself, what did you expect your love life or your family life to look like? Mm. I think I expected it to look like what I saw around me, right? Mm-hmm. Like my parents got married um, in college. My older brother did a lot of my friends left college engaged. And so like, you just kind of think that's how it plays out. And when that didn't happen, then 27 was on my mind, like, okay, I'm going to meet somebody then because that's a great age, you've kind of lived on your own. But now you're ready to move into a relationship and start a family. And so that's, that's the picture I had in my head. And then as you journey on into your 30s and that's not happening and now my 40s, it's like, okay, how did, (laughs) you know, how do you unpack that and how do you accept that and how do you um, kind of reimagine how your life can be and be thankful for the opportunities that you have had um, because of just living your life day by day, choice by choice, the best that you could, you know, like we can only look back on hindsight and be like, Oh, I wish I would have done that better. Or, you know, because you learned from it, you know, but if you really trust that you're doing your best each step of the way, then we can kind of give ourselves grace for that and be like, Mm -hmm. no, I was doing the best I could at that given time. Yeah. And I mean, Mm -hmm. you've had a pretty exciting life. It sounds like you've been a lot of places. So that's, to me, that's a plus. Yeah. What are some of the pressures you've been faced with being single? Um, I think the pressures of just like, where do I fit in? Right? Like, Mm -hmm. even in my family, that's all coupled with kids um, in church communities, you know, like they might have young adults groups or young professionals, but nothing for middle aged not married, not kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of get pushed out that way. I feel like um, even in just social circles, right? Like, again, going back to like, somebody has a couple's dinner, do they ever think to add some single friends to that? Or is it only couples? Yeah. um, And stuff like that. So I feel like those are some of the harder things that come up. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does anybody ever like make snide comments? Like does your, when you're at a family function, do your family go, Oh, and we're waiting for you to. (laughs) No, No, thankfully, thankfully I haven't had that. I think it's more these right now situations when you meet somebody new and they find out you're single and then they figure out your age and they're like, what? 
like it's some kind of I don't know it's just like I don't like those responses and I don't know how we change that, you know? Yeah. And well, and you know, when the wheels are turning and they're like, well, what's wrong with her then? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. And I used to have those thoughts as well growing up. So I totally get it. And that's, I guess, the narrative I want to change in our society. Yeah. It's like, what if nothing is wrong? What if something is just right? You know, yeah. because, um, I didn't settle. I didn't give in to social pressure. Yeah. And I'm not sad for being in a relationship that isn't nurturing my soul. You know? So I remember being in my 20s and being with a friend that had just gotten married not too long ago. And she's just like, I feel so lonely. And that really impacted me. And I know that we go through seasons of loneliness inside and outside of relationships, but that really touched me at that age of just like, I don't want to be in a relationship and be lonely. Right. And that's actually, it's harder to deal with being lonely inside of a relationship or feeling like you're a single mother when you're married than being a single mother or being single. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think totally smart girl. I should have known you a long time ago. I would have saved myself (laughs) two divorces. (laughs) Seriously. Cause I fell into the, Oh, I have to get married. I have to have kids young. Well, it was not the brightest idea. I was getting into these marriages for the wrong reasons, having Mm -hmm. kids, then going through divorce. And so, you know, it's just, I've now at, 45 decided okay that's enough we're not doing any of that anymore I'm just gonna learn who I am and be good with mm-hmm. that you know right right yeah and it's hard either way yeah right? it's hard yeah. not having a relationship it's hard being in relationships it's also can be beautiful on either side so mm-hmm. I just would like to see the judgments go away with yeah. relationship and kids reading about your subject I didn't realize there's such a large community and then there's such a large bunch of stigmas that go along with people who choose to be single because there are some that just choose it. That's what they want to do. That's it. And the things that I read, I was like, holy crap. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. So I'm like seeing it from a whole nother side because being a divorcee, you know, you get those comments and then being a single mom, you get those comments. And so to see it from a side of people to me, making right choices, making good choices, not jumping in, making sure everything is right. What is wrong with that? Uh, But somehow Mm -hmm. or another as a society, they have managed to find things to pick on people (laughs) about in that decision. Yeah. So what does your journey to have kids look like? Do you want to have children? Um, that's interesting because I always thought I would. Um, and now I'm kind of like, and I've gone through a big grief journey with coming, like, I don't want to do it on my own. I always thought I would adopt. Right. And, you know, thought about it at different times throughout the years. I did foster care to see if that would be feasible. And what I found through that was just financially in the support circle that I feel like I would need to do a good job parenting. It just wasn't there. Right. And so that's been a big loss and a big heartbreak. But now, like, I think as an age, I'm kind of like, what I even want to take that on now, you know? So I think it's shifting, which I'm thankful for. So I consider myself childless, not by choice and part of that community. But I also feel like I'm moving to a space of being more child free. Um, And so there is kind of that continuum in that thing, like the real darkness of not having that um, kind of dream fulfilled, or that desire fulfilled. to then releasing that so that you can continue on life and um live more free and create like a new um vision for your life as Mm -hmm. you move forward 
forward, you know? Um, so it, yeah, it's been very eye-opening, you know, a lot of deep work to yeah. unpack everything. Like, did I really want, well, cause then you start to question yourself cause there's different thought out there. Like, well, if you really wanted it, you would have made it happen, you know? But then I'm, I think as a teacher, um, I really got to see what a big responsibility raising a child is even, you know, just being observant. Mm-hmm. I've always been around kids kind of thing. And so I knew that I didn't go into it lightly Yeah, because I saw the heartbreak and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, so then, yeah, sorry, it's kind of all no. over the place, but it's like it's unpacking okay. all these things because it's like, did I really want them? If you really wanted them, you would have made it happen like that kind of thinking. And then just age being a factor. When you said you like grieved the, the loss of not having children, did that come on suddenly? Did something trigger that? Or was this just, just you kind of reflecting back? I've been trying to remember like what sparked it, you know, and I think it was like a slow thing. Cause then as I was into it and getting more language to what that really, like, what am I really experiencing? It's like small griefs mm-hmm. throughout life, right? Because if you expect to be married at a certain age, if you expect to have kids at a certain age, you're watching everybody else kind of hit these milestones that are kind of put in place you know, those are small griefs that you don't really acknowledge as grief. You just mm-hmm. like, oh, just feel sad or whatever. But doing some work, I realized like, no, there are small griefs along the way. But this one was really just like, I didn't know it was possible to grieve something that you never had. Right. Um, and so it's really been unpacking, like, it's that expectation you're grieving um, of what your life would, you know, turn out like. It was... And that's, I think, where people don't get it because it's more disenfranchised grief. So it's like a grief that people don't see. Like they understand death of a person. Right. Right. Like that makes sense. Um, and even our society doesn't do well with that kind of <laughs> grief either. Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, and so you add in these other kind of areas that are real emotions and wanderings that people are going through. It's been... Um, really eye-opening for me and it has been I think a slow grow really in the heart of it finding different groups and organizations people that are also experiencing it that help Mm -hmm. me put words to how I'm feeling make me feel not so different and alone in it um that's really helped me move through it yeah so are you finding good community of people that are going through the same kind of things like you are. Yeah. And I don't even know how I came across it. Cause who would have known like childless, not by choice, <laughs> you know, like how do you right. search that? <laughs> but for whatever reason, um, I found something and Jody day is kind of like a thought leader in this area and gateway women. So um, that is how I got connected to people also walking this road And there's so many ways to get to this place, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of the talk is IVF, you know, infertility. Um, We don't always share those stories about um, IVF that doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so even in that space, you have to find like, I don't always fit in that group either, you know, but I have found other subjects. Some people call it social infertility. It's just, I just haven't met a partner to have kids with. And I choose not to do it on my own because of whatever reasons. Right. Um, Well, and I had the intact family married for a while with my kids. Then I did the single mom route. And I'll tell you what, my kids, you know, have told me some of the scars that they carry from me being single and their father not being around. So that's a lot that you're putting on a kid too. So it's like either which mm-hmm. way you go, it's, yeah. there's some sort of trauma or damage that's going to happen <laughs> yep. yeah. from our choices. Have you considered um, maybe freezing your eggs and, and that way, if you do in the future ever 
find someone, you can either implant them or get a surrogate. Have you, have you ever thought about doing that? Or is that something that you're just not? I feel like I'm part of that age group that it wasn't talked about. So we're past that kind of time that that would be feasible, right? Because freezing eggs, you should do that early, earlier, the better. Well, I don't know. I nobody. I saw a girl who was in her late 40s and her eggs, they said, were the eggs of a 28-year-old. Yeah. So I guess, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, did, I did think about that when it was brought to my attention. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like to go through all that time, energy, money. Yeah. Money for real. Right. Um, because I know a lot of people you know, leave with a huge amount of debt trying to have a baby. And so I really had to like, you know, have that talk with myself, like how desperate are you to bring a child into the world? And since adoption's always been on my heart, like, I was like, yeah, I don't like, I'm sad that I don't get that experience as a woman, but I didn't feel like I needed to put that much on the line yeah for that experience you know like yeah there's other kids so I mean it's a loss but it's something that I had to weigh out myself yeah, yeah. and when when you date do you do you mind if people have children going into a relationship yeah and this has been <laughs> changes too you know like as I go through and as I get older Um, I was always kind of open to it, but now I think it would just have to be the right kind of situation because, I mean, I have friends that have married with kids in the picture and it's hard. It is. I have friends that have made it work and it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful story, you know? So I think it's it's one of the many factors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would just have to kind of look at it if it came across my path. Yeah. And kind of go with what your gut says, because it sounds like your gut tells you to do the right things. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, try my best. And (laughs) again, we only can look back and maybe see a little regret there, but then I have to trust that I've always been doing the best for myself. Exactly. Because I feel like, you know, if it was meant to be, it would be right. That's, that's the way I feel about it. Like if, if that person was meant for you, those marks would have been met on both sides and it would have mm. happened. So you just haven't found that yet, you know, not to yeah. say it's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And plus I never really believed in luck much, but I yeah. believe that sometimes it is just luck that you yeah. meet somebody. Um, yeah. 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 Hope is not lost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How have you been coping as the years go by and you're not in that family unit? So how do you, how do you cope with that? Do you just kind of don't think about it or? Yeah. So some years not coped really well. Like when I was in the deep grief of it, like everything was just so hurtful. Um, But I also feel like I can see the other side of it and like to be honest some days it was really hard to be grateful for the life I've had you know especially like before this I was saying oh my gosh I can't believe how good my life is like it's more than I could ever imagine Mm -hmm. and then to hit the deep grief of it and then have to really fight for that gratitude again or what I do have going for me Mm -hmm. um So like before I hit the darkest moments, like I had done that life purpose work. I knew what my purpose was. I knew where I was going. And then when it hits you, you're like, ooh, question everything again. (laughs) Um, But at least I knew like holding on to hope was always a thing. Like it will get better. It's not going to be forever. Kind of like I really lean in to feel your feels, you know? Yeah. it's okay to cry. Um, it's okay to express yourself, even if people won't understand or they'll come back at you with what 
sometimes just stupid things, you know, it's just like stuff that we hear, but we don't really think about <laughs> what yeah. we're really saying. Yeah. And I think that's just part of learning. So trying to have grace for people as much as possible or just taking it and then go venting to people that understand it, you know, like yeah. that's, I think a thing too. Um, but yeah, coping has looked different. Um, I am at a place where I'm more excited for the future and I've always seen possibilities. Um, but even more now, just like, okay, so I do have the freedom to, and I know families that travel too, right? Like, again, you can do anything, no matter what your situation is, um, as far as like trying to live a better life, you know, given what you've been given to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like that I can choose where I want to live next or put out there. Like, I don't know where I'm going next. And so let's see, um, or, um, maybe some time to do things, the quiet, Mm -hmm. um, which sometimes can get bit, can be a lot, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) But, but sometimes yeah. it's, it's well needed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. I think it's just kind of what we all go through. Yeah. What advice can you give to anyone who may be facing the same realization that they don't have children because of not finding a suitable partner? I guess I want to encourage people that there's nothing wrong with you. Um, you're not weird. <laughs> you're not, <laughs> no. you know, <laughs> Like nothing, nothing is wrong with you. Um, And that there is beauty to be found in a world without what you expected, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like there's still, like you still have a purpose. You still have opportunity to kind of design a life, even though it will look completely different from the picture in your head, but you can still, paint a picture so to never give up on that Mm -hmm. when it is hard and it's not overnight that progression of building a life again because part of mine was coming back from debt again right Mm -hmm. like upset in career so I had that added layer and like the shame that I put on myself for that when I'm just like life (laughs) life happens sometimes Yeah. And you just have to come back from it and Mm -hmm. do your best with the lessons that you've learned along the way and lean into the hard, um, so that you can come out with a lighter load Yeah, as far as releasing stuff and finding peace within it. Yeah. Let's talk about ways people can cope with the negative emotions of the judgment surrounding being single. So when people are out and those well-meaning and this is the air quotes well-meaning comments and you probably have heard them yourself get thrown at them how can they cope with that without being like (laughs) yeah I'm not weird (laughs) (laughs) I think if you're at a place where you can have some comeback things like you know they're coming or you know what the top five hot ones are that people go to So if you can just take time and think through like what a comeback would be, I feel like I'm not that witty, Mm -hmm. but if you can learn from some other people, I'm sure you can Google it online, like comebacks that people have when people say these things, Um, or I don't know, like a visualization of like, like a shield and it just ding bounces (laughs) off, you know, like not be bothered by it. They just are saying what they know right yeah. um if you feel like you're in a place where you can educate them then you can do that as well like hey this is how my life has turned out and there's been hard stuff in it but it's also been beautiful too and so I think giving them a picture like you're not just sulking <laughs> you yeah. know at home and being sad like I feel like that's kind of what media portrays is you know some of those tropes and stuff and you're just like well that's not my life you know so I think painting a new picture for people if you're able to when you're in a good space but yeah when you're in the thick of it it's really hard yeah I can imagine just walking away and 
crying if you need to, venting um, so that you can get to a place where you feel stronger. Yeah. And maybe we can get to a point where we can convince people that you don't need, it's not the ark. It's not Noah's ark. We don't need two by two. You can invite right. single people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. tell them I mean, to bring a friend, but don't make it weird. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know where that comes from, that we can't just be at a party, all of us together, couples and singles, and it just be people at a party. <laughs> right. Well, because you're more than just your relationship status. Yeah. You know, like, there's so much depth to people. And even with when you're partnered, I would assume that you both have different thoughts on different things. Mm-hmm. And so can we lean into having some more of those conversations? Mm-hmm. Um and the individuality that we still have, single partner, whatever. 100%. I feel like in some, in some cases for myself, people, because I've moved around a lot. So when I come to a new area and I'm partnered with someone, I am then defined by that person. But now that I'm not partnered with them, they look at me like, but you liked me when I was with this person, but now that I'm yeah. single, you don't know how to deal with me. You know yeah. what I mean? And we don't really know each other over a superficial level. Mm-hmm. You knew me as his trophy on his arm or his, because I was always yeah. quiet, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that people don't realize that you really do seem to define individuals by who they're partnered with. And that is not right. No. No, I I think we can go deeper. I think like that's an easy entry, but I Mm -hmm. think it's, I don't know. To me, it's not good enough. You Mm -hmm. know, like there's so much more that we have to talk about, to um, acknowledge people for. Mm -hmm. It's easy. Uh, Well, (laughs) maybe I should take that back. I don't think it's easy to find. I think potentially it is easy to find somebody depending on where you're at Mm -hmm. but to have like good relationship and stuff that's hard work Mm -hmm. you know and um I admire people that you know have done it right Mm -hmm. because it it I hear I don't know you know it is a reflection it's a mirror you get to see yourself in a whole different way and so um I think that's what community can do for us partnered or not like Mm -hmm. we can we can have friendships that reflect back to us so that we can continue to grow and change and just progress forward as a community and not just in our own little bubble. Absolutely. 100%. Do you offer any programs or are you working on any for people that are going through a tough time surrounding being single? Well, with my coaching, I offer one-on-one because I feel like that's kind of especially if you're just diving into this work, sometimes it's hard to show up, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. with a lot of this heaviness. And so just um, kind of being seen in a place. um, And I know each situation is different, but I also feel like through my experience, I've learned how to hold the space for people just to process, not to try to fix it. Right. Sometimes it doesn't need to be fixed. It just needs to be felt. And so um, yeah, so that's kind of where I meet people at is one-on-one um, yeah. in those situations. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, but there's I, a lot of other groups on Facebook and stuff that you can join. Yeah. Cause I think that that is our go-to also. I have a problem. I come to you to talk about it and people want to go, oh, well, here's how you fix it. But really mm-hmm. there isn't a fix for all. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people yeah. just need to talk it out. <laughs> get it off their chest yeah and I guess that would be the fix right because yeah I guess you know and language right we think a fix is an automatic change but I also feel like a lot of this journey is slow changes over time you mm-hmm. know and it's not a quick fix you will probably feel better <laughs> and then you'll have like I just had one different thing started to add up you know maybe seeing something on social media, talking with a friend or two, and then makes you question again. So then you have to process through that. So I don't want to give anybody the false thing. Like it's a one and done, you'll figure it out and you'll move on. 
because the grief that we carry is with us forever, you know, and it's going to change as we grow and stuff. Um, And so I think just having a space that you can process it. um, And I feel like that's what coaching does is allows that kind of um, place to reimagine what life could be in Mm -hmm. a land of um, heartache. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any advice on how to redefine and reimagine your life in a positive way? Um, I I think it's just unpacking all those things that, you know, where did you think like you want to be in a relationship unpacking that did, you know, how would it look if you didn't, you know, just taking off, I guess, all those social pressures. um, And it is becoming like confident within of just like, I am complete and whole just as myself, you know, if I come to a relationship, awesome. But if not, I can still live a joyful life, have Mm -hmm. experiences, um, maybe not all that I wanted, but I can still have a great life. And so I think just reframing what um, is happening and how you got here is I think the best place to do because I know in my past I've let it mull because I think a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) thinker and so I just let it mull in my head and maybe spin 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 too much and so I think it's what I've found the most helpful is reframing some of those thoughts and um, putting it in a more positive light not toxic positivity kind of thing, yeah. but just, just in a way that feels true and authentic to me that yeah. I can move forward with. Yeah. What do you think that we can do as a society to stop putting so much stigma on other people's choices? <laughs> <laughs> I think just realizing like different is okay. Like yeah. we don't need to be afraid of the different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been my biggest thing that I would want to see. Um, and just like what works for you doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. You know? Um, and so not putting um, your experience onto somebody else. You know, yeah. you might have some touch points that are similar, but also realizing like we are each diff- unique and different. Um, yeah. And then just having a lot more empathy, right? So understanding like, if this is happening, <laughs> there might be a reason for that, you know? And so mm-hmm. coming to people with kindness instead of judgment and. Yeah. I think empathy is the hugest. I think yeah. that we have lost empathy in yeah. a huge way, especially yeah, recently. I think yeah. that if people kind of could embrace people's choices to do whatever it is, Mm-hmm. And with empathy, there there would be a lot less conflict. I find yeah. myself in groups of people who are like roaring at me. This is what you should do because this is what I do and it works for me. And if you say mm-hmm. to them, but that doesn't work for me, they get a little huffy and go, well, I'm not like you. Well, my goodness. <laughs> that's yeah. Why, that's yeah. why we're individuals. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I totally, because I'm a creative, right? So we're already not fitting the mold (laughs) of how we process, how we see the world, how we um, exchange ideas. And, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think we come to it with more empathy because we are kind of always on the outs because our world is not built for us, really. Mm, Right. Um, And so we're always having to navigate um, this unique space and then... um, add on to that (laughs) being single and childless, you know, it's Mm -hmm. been an interesting road for sure. Yeah. How do you feel being single as a woman is viewed differently than being single as a man? So being single as a man, you're a bachelor. It's a good thing. Being single as a woman, you're a spinster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's <laughs> it's uh, kind of typical for the <laughs> culture that we live in. Um, it's unfortunate because it's not true. Right. You know, like there has been so much that single women have brought to the world 
over time, you know, but like, and I don't do a lot of history, but I've read certain situations where it's like, there's been a single smart woman and, but her ideas are jacked by this guy. And so Mm -hmm. she's not getting credit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think just even those kind of situations aren't helping that narrative. And so I think it's just, I think we're seeing it change because more people are speaking out about it, um, which I think is awesome. Um, I'd be like, that's not true. Like, (laughs) just because you cats doesn't mean you're an old sat cat woman, you know? Yes. Unpacking so many narratives in books, fairy tales, movies, Mm -hmm. um, just everything. And so I'm glad that people are actually speaking to that and unpacking those. Yeah. So what can we do raising our kids to make it different in the future for them? How do we teach our children that just because you have this DNA versus this DNA, it sh- in the same situation, it should not be different. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't, I guess gender, yeah. I don't want to say gender, but because a man is single, he's a bachelor, he's revered, slap on the back, because I'm a single woman, I'm a spinster. And it right. sounds like I have 20 cats and I crochet and I don't have a life. How do we yeah. teach our children to not fall into that belief system? I know. And I've, I've thought about this too, even just how I interact and what I ask my nieces and nephews, you know, like, I don't want to ask them, do you have a boyfriend or do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. None of my business. If they want to share that with me, awesome. Mm -hmm. But it's not, I feel like those questions add value or add the wrong value to that, you know, and it plants those seeds that why aren't you? Yeah. You know? And so I think those kind of discussions aren't helpful. Um, I think just, yeah just really not putting anything on anybody, you know, and letting them change and grow too, because Mm -hmm. that's what life is. (laughs) Like, I hope we're changing and growing until the day we die. Like, and that's um, what we're here to do. That's my, my perspective anyway, is I'm here to learn until I'm dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I think not putting any definites on people, um, as far as, you know, like if we are talking gender and I think that's something too, that I have to learn, um, because we do live in a gendered society and even I'm learning from different people, what that Mm -hmm. looks like when gender is not a thing for Mm -hmm. them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't, I don't have a lot to say to that just because I don't, I identify as a woman. Um, but I think there's plenty of people out there that can really offer some helpful insights into how we support kids growing up. Yeah. 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 And how we can stop putting those stigmas that keep continuing since the dawn of time. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I have not found written word that says one gender is superior over another. Mm -hmm. That wasn't written you know what I mean? That was in the rule book of this world. I don't, I did not find that that means I rule you and that's it. And I make more money than you, or I can be single and you can't because you're weird if you are, (laughs) you know, right. I don't, I don't know where that comes from, but I would like to see us make that change for the future because we're in 2022 (laughs) and we're, we're accepting to so much but we have a hard time accepting some of these easy, small things that are easy to accept. Yeah. Well, and because I think it's, we want to be comfortable. We want to kind of know what's happening around us. And when something different comes into that, it upsets that kind of mm-hmm. space. Cause then it makes you question maybe what you've learned. And that's what I feel like this season is. It's this unpacking of well, why do I think that way? Mm-hmm. Where did I get that thought? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me lean into somebody that doesn't have the same thought as I do. What, where are they coming from, right? It's that mm-hmm. empathy piece. Seeing yep. another point of view and being able to 
hold that as you still hold firm in your own ideals, you know, Mm -hmm. not fighting Mm -hmm. about it. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, I think, and I think a lot of grace along the way, because we're all not going to get it right. Um, we're going to stick our foot in our mouth because I think, yeah, we just all have our ideas and when something new is brought into the view, we have to figure out how that fits for us. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, I'm one of those people that I hear it out. I may not agree, but I want to hear it out. I want to ask questions. I want to learn. And then maybe my mind gets changed. And that's how acceptance happens is hearing people out and listening to their side, not trying to change their mind Mm -hmm. and uh, learning something. Yeah. 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 And I think that's for me, what living in other cultures has really taught me. Like we can move to a place and you're like, Ooh, they eat that. Like so (laughs) weird, you know, like going to a market the other day, but it's just like, yeah. So what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's normal to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so don't put judgment on it just because of how people have grown up differently. And I think that's kind of what, one of the benefits of social media that we do get exposure to many different ways of life now. Mm -hmm. And so that it is maybe becoming more normalized or acceptable because it is more seen and not so hidden. And so, yeah. 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 That is, that is a perk. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard the term self-partnered? I feel like I have, but I don't know much about it. So in reading all about like, the stigmas of being single and what people have been going through. There's, there are a group of people that consider themselves self-partnered, which means they're partnered with self. And that is it Mm -hmm. done. Is, is that a more positive way of saying I'm single and it's okay (laughs) by saying I'm (laughs) self-partnered? Yeah. I think that's like what works for you. You know, yeah. and I think that can change over time as well. Cause I know there's like the single camp and mm-hmm. then there's like the solo camp of like really choosing single life, like intentionally. Um, and then I guess we have self-partnered and I'm sure there's going to be a few more that pop up um, just because sometimes people like to have words to their experience. And so if that fits for them, awesome. Um mm-hmm. I'm sometimes I wonder when I hear these terms, if it is a way to shut down that noise that they might get, you know, they're trying to say I'm settled in my choice. So I'm self-partnered. That's it. Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's where it came from because (laughs) be done with it. Um, Yeah. I think you do get to a point where you're just like enough's enough. And yeah, exactly. Do you want to mm-hmm. share anything else? No, I just really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, for me to share my story and yeah. my experience and stuff like this. And I, you know, hope that um, it just makes sure that there is another way of life. And sometimes it's not what you choose, but you can yeah. still make a beautiful life out of it, um, you know, through leaning in and doing some really hard work because it is hard. Mm-hmm. Um And so, yeah, I just appreciate this conversation. Well, I appreciate that you wanted to have it with me. And it was, it, it's something that I got to learn about now. And I only, Mm -hmm. I only read a little bit, but it makes me more intrigued because not just with being single, but with all the other choices that each individual person makes, that's good for them. You have these audiences that want to, no, no, no no, no, no. And shut it down or make them feel lesser Mm -hmm. than. And I think that this is a good way to make that stuff stop. (laughs) Right. Right. I do too. I think talking about it, I know talking about it is part of my healing journey, right? Like Mm -hmm. talking about it because there's nothing wrong with how, like it's been hard, how life has turned out, but there's nothing wrong with it. No. And so, um, yeah. So I just appreciate that. Yeah. And where, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, I hang out on Instagram at a creative purpose. Um, and then you can find me on my website at naomiguidel.com. I do have a podcast, a creative purpose, which just kind of shares stories of creatives and how they have, um, built their life and what they're working on. And so that's kind of 
been a fun outlet for me just to, because I, like you, I think stories matter. Yeah. And if we can find connection by sharing them, I think it's pretty powerful That's to awesome. know that we're not alone. Yeah, definitely. And it, it is harder for creative people. It really is because people think that they have so many stigmas around that. Oh, so you're lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then we start taking that on. And all yep. that. Yeah. It's, yeah. See, it's, it's a, a never thing. It's a whole thing for real. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Naomi. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you like this and other episodes, please click subscribe, like, and share so others can enjoy them too. Thank you so much for listening.